Diversity destroys democracy. Democracy is a political system which permits power to be concentrated and regulated without the use of an army. We the people are encouraged to give up our rights of self-determination through the use of a ballot system. The alternative to democracy is tyranny. Or so we are told. Democracy has come to refer to representative democracy. The votes of many thousands of people are collected in the body of a single person who represents his or her constituents. Were direct democracy referendums used as a form of governance, it would be difficult to prevent a tyranny of the majority. Direct democracy gives every stakeholder a vote on every issue. This is an inefficient and demanding method of government. Individuals will have an opinion on a matter, but we are not all equally informed nor equally affected by the outcome. Few issues can be simplified sufficiently that a vote on a question would do justice to the complexities of the matter. We can vote whether or not to permit capital punishment, but a yes or no to the question does not do the issue justice. We are not all equally able to condense our position into a pithy speech or voice our concerns in an allotted space of time. Those who are able to mount a concise propaganda war or organize around a short and pithy aphorism will gain an advantage over those only able to engage in long-winded and highly qualified talking points. In other words, universalization does not mean the outcome will represent the mythical will of the people. Indeed, in a direct democracy there is the danger that the eloquent and charismatic will win out over more educated voices. But even when we engage in representative democracy and permit a few skilled orators to explain the issues, democracy fails in a substantial way. The popularity of a person provides no indication of his or her degree of honesty or competence. But moving beyond this level of difficulty we arrive at the very structure of the electorate. It follows there are elections because people have differences of opinion. Those who run for office are expected to represent those who vote for them and those who did not but are members of their constituency. But this is a rather bizarre requirement, as most of us realize. Those who do not want gun control and those who do cannot both be satisfied with their representative, regardless of who is voted in. People on opposite sides of the aisle and issue cannot both be equally represented, and if they could, voting would be irrelevant. If this is true, and all constituents' concerns could be equally represented by the one political representative, what of those who want Sharia law to overrule the common law? One representative cannot resolve the problem of two equally official languages. One cannot speak two languages at once and switching randomly back and forth is an option pleasing to no one, especially those who are unilingual. In other words, diversity is our downfall as Democrats. The more diverse we are as a nation, the fewer people a representative truly represents. A conservative is not represented by a liberal and black people vehemently deny they are represented by white politicians, especially old, while male politicians who are conservatives. Natives assert they need self-government because the law of the land is white law. 
The arguments claim racial discrimination is systemic are tantamount to a claim that democracy is not representative and never can be. Minorities clamor to see more of those who look like them in the media and in the House of Commons. Whether they know it or not, these demands are made on the premise that representative democracy is not representative. There is even a suggestion that juries made up predominantly of one race will not judicate fairly concerning a minority race. If this is true it is not unlikely minorities will see a government made up of white men enacting laws that systematically discriminate against all other groups. There have been many studies done on why it is difficult to establish a democracy. It took France 165 years, from the French Revolution to the advent of de Gaulle, to accept the electoral process is the way to change governments. Perhaps it is a realization of the historic fragility of democracy that caused Democrats to react adversely to the January 6th event. A minor disturbance in the eyes of most people, January 6th was viewed as an attack on the central democratic institution of the United States. Had Antifa been involved one supposes the attitudes would have been reversed. Regardless, the panic of January 6th stands in odd contrast to the BLM riots. But this is a case in point. Regardless of the event, every issue has two versions and is seen in one of two polarized ways. If there are thousands of religions, dozens of political philosophies and many economic theories, what happens when one adds dozens of races, nationalities, cultures, genders, and agendas to the mix? If elections only see a percentage of the people vote and the vote is always split between several political factions, only one of which wins enough seats to form a government, how representative is the outcome? Governments can contrive an artificial representation in the form of a caucus. But one has to assume this manufactured diversity comes at the sacrifice of the most qualified. But what does it mean to live in a nation with a government that represents all minorities? What happens to the majority? If the majority feels it lacks representation or that the representation is not representative, what form will the backlash take? The left naturally discounts these concerns. To consider the majority smacks of racism. Suggesting the majority expect representation when minorities need to see their faces reflected back at them is to engage in hate speech. The left believes whites have had the stage for too long, it is time they step down and let others have their moment of fame. This may be true, but it may also be irrelevant. If white people are inherently racist and intolerant and have designed an entire system to systematically discriminate against non-whites, will they voluntarily stand down? Diversity does not help democracy. Democracy cannot survive diversity. In fact, democracy is designed to bury diversity in an overcoat of manufactured agreement. Diversity used to be referred to as divide and conquer. Diversity differs from this only in that diversity is intersectional and not instrumental. By this we mean diversity is based on intersectional attributes whereas divide and conquer highlighted cultural differences. Divide and conquer has not vanished, 
In fact diversity was added to the divide and conquer strategy, it did not replace it. Many countries fail even though they have a homogeneous population. By fail it is meant the nation or system does not work. If a system does not work, it produces waste. If we have waste, there are conflicts and ultimately these conflicts can be measured as rates of crime. Work in the context of culture means waste is reduced. Reducing physical waste produces economic benefits, but the real benefit comes with reducing societal waste by making better use of our human resources. Civil societies are recognized by how few regulations they need, how low the cost of crime is. Police injustice and security costs can be measured and compared for any given rate of crime. Crime creates costs and these costs are a direct measure of how dysfunctional the system is.